Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right, here we go. Think again. Think again. Welcome to our Top of Discussion program, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connect you to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Today's program, of course, is live, so you can call and you can join our discussion, and I hope that you will. Our number is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. We've already got three callers hanging on, so I want to get to this uh, outline pretty quickly. Donald Trump reminds us of just how petty and small-minded this man really is. Now, it's not illegal to be petty and small-minded. You can't impeach somebody for being petty and small-minded. But you can make a decision about whether or not you want that person to continue to be the president of your country if that person is documentedly petty and small-minded. In an article written by Jamie Ross, Trump was supposedly just riffing when he said Representative Dingell's dead husband was in hell. Uh, This is in the Daily Beast. Two Republican congressmen have called on President Trump to apologize after he suggested that the husband of Representative Debbie Dingell, the late former lawmaker, uh, John Dingell, was in hell after she voted in favor of impeaching him. The White House press secretary, Stephanie Grissom, made a rare TV appearance away from Fox News uh, to defend her boss on Good Morning America. But she said she had not spoken to him about making an apology. Uh, Trump claimed that Debbie Dingell um, before, let me, let me just tell you what he said. He says uh, he gave uh, 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 John Dingell the A-plus treatment uh, when he died this year. He recounted his side of the events, telling the crowd in uh, 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 Debbie Dingell's home state that she had called him to express her gratitude. John would be so thrilled. Uh, he's looking down. He'd, he'd be so thrilled. And Trump responded by saying, Well, maybe he's looking up. I don't know. Implying that he was in hell looking up. Uh, She was heartbroken. She said, I'm preparing for the first holiday season without the man I love. You brought me down in a way you can never imagine. And how hurtful your your words uh, just just made my healing much harder. Uh, This is Donald Trump. I mean, something that just disgusting. It didn't need to be said for any reason, even if she did vote for the articles of impeachment. Why would you debase yourself uh, in this way? Let me get to the impeachment stuff. And before I get into the detail of this in a couple of minutes, let me just help us to understand there are rules. There is uh, actually, uh, if I'm I'm understanding this uh, 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 election commission law correctly, uh, this is being this is reported by the Federal Elections Commission chair Ellen Weindraub said that it is illegal to ask for help from foreign governments. It's illegal to solicit, to accept, to receive anything of value from a foreign national uh, in connection to a U.S. election. 
period. This is unambiguous. This is this is the law. But clearly, uh, Donald Trump is not being uh, governed by that law or just doesn't care about that law. And the people that support uh, Donald Trump's uh, administration apparently think that it's uh, picayune, that this is not important. The Ukrainian government also stated that on this issue about Joe Biden uh, acting on behalf of his son to protect the Burisma oil company from investigation in the Ukraine, they keep telling you about Trump's uh, phone call with Gordon Sondland where he said, no quid, uh, no quid pro quo, no uh, uh, quid pro quo, I didn't ask for anything, don't want anything. Well, there is a telephone call uh, and a report witnessed by uh, uh, Ukrainians that uh, Joe Biden never at any point asked for any investigation into any company or any body in the Ukraine to be stopped. All those things continued to go on. Biden sought to have uh, Shokin, who was a chief prosecutor uh, of the Ukraine, who was not actually prosecuting people. He was taking money. He was, he was on a take uh, from people to have that person fired and have a prosecutor in place who would actually do something about corrupt uh, 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 oligarchs in the Ukraine. It seems to me that, that that this seems to get lost in all of this, you know, shout a uh, 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 shout stuff that, that goes on uh, in our politics. Uh, but let me just really quickly get to what happens next. Fearing a kangaroo court process being affected by Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi is trying to hold the articles of impeachment until McConnell provides some assurances of a reasonable, a reasonably fair trial. Bruce Ackerman, in an article uh, entitled Who's, Who's Really in Charge of the in, uh, Senate Impeachment Trial, he states that uh, Mitch McConnell supposes that it's up to him to determine the way Donald Trump's impeachment trial will proceed. He says, this is quoting Mitch McConnell, everything I do uh, during this, I'm coordinating with the White House, uh, with the White House counsel, he declared last week, and pledged to use his power as majority leader to assure Trump's triumphant acquittal. This is the leader of the jury. This is like the jury foreman who's telling you that he's going to do everything in his power to ensure that the defendant is acquitted. McConnell, of course, is wrong. It is Chief Justice John Roberts, not the majority leader, who will make who will be making all the key uh, uh, decisions. This is the plain meaning of the Senate's rules of procedure and practice currently in force for the conduct of impeachments. Uh, these rules explicitly provide that the chief justice shall provide over the trial that it is the presiding officer who shall direct all forms of the proceedings and that he may rule on all questions of evidence, including but not limited to questions of relevancy, materiality and redundancy. But there's a lot to this, and I can't only got a minute you know, to go in this uh, presentation. While, it, while the uh, uh, Senate can reverse particular evidentiary rules, it can't bar anybody from appearing as a witness. Instead, it's up to the lawyers representing the House and the president to make these critical decisions with the proviso that witnesses shall be examined by one person on behalf of the party producing the witness and uh, cross-examine by one person or, 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 or the other side. So we got four people hanging on. I'll try to get to all of this stuff as we go along. So let me get Tony first. We'll probably only get about three or four minutes with Tony. We got to get through uh, a number of calls during the course of this, this, this time period. Tony, let me get to you. How are you doing out there? 
I'm getting the flu. Uh-oh. Let's not do yeah. that. And so has happened in New York State. Uh-oh. By the way, I talked to my allergist to get my shots. And about half of this area is going to be flu-ridden. In fact, Jack Eichel didn't play the other night because he has the flu. Wow. First of all, no matter what happens in the future, the damage from this administration has already been done. The damage, and let me explain why I'm saying that. The damage has already been done because Moscow uh, 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 Mitch has helped to get, get this. 184 judges rammed through the con- the Senate for confirmation. Yep. Do you realize, uh, maybe you don't, that that's one-fifth of the judiciary of the United States? Yeah, I do so realize 184. it. Yep. 100, one-fifth. Out of that one-fifth he's gotten through, that included seven people who are going to sit on the judiciary who are not qualified to be judges. Right. I, I remember a hearing in which the guy who was being put up for a judgeship didn't even know what the terms of the, that they use in the court are. Remember? Had, right. Had never filed a brief, had never defended, had never prosecuted a case. Just yep. completely incompetent. Yep. And Oh, and guess, guess what? That the attorney general we have brought suit in federal court to strike down the mandate of the Affordable Care Act. Right. And guess what happened Thursday? The, the, the mandate for the Affordable Care Act has been stricken down. Right. Now, what does that mean to the 20 million or so people who have pre-existing conditions and who have care from through the Affordable Care Act. I ask you, Al Nathan, to take a guess. Right. Well, it's it's being sent back to the lower courts, just so, so you know. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Right. But but you see, normally in a proceeding, the the attorney general has to represent the law. Right. And inside for for the government. No, they went against the law and went to the federal appeals court with that situation. Yep. Worst yet is the fact that this entire administration has been clouded in secrecy. Think about this. We know certain things about what went on with the Ukraine and other things involved. But what we don't know are the things that have been put in secure areas of classification that we're never going to hear from. For example, what did the uh, what did the vice president say when he was talking to the Ukrainians? That's one thing. We never will get the truth. How about when Putin and and Trump met at Helsinki? Remember what happened? The notes were destroyed. And in fact, what, what you're hearing now is not just the president, but leading Republicans actually spouting the exact words that are spouted by Putin in terms of his uh, characterization of uh, the Ukraine and what happened in the 2016 uh, election. So now we've got a, a Republican spouting the the, the uh, Russian uh, line. That never used yeah. to occur. I mean, I yeah. can't believe it that even is happening in this country. Well, well, that's that's part of the secrecy. But did you realize what happened at the White House yesterday? What's that? You don't even realize this. I had to go to Reuters to get the information. The president has slapped sanctions on the Russians who are building that pipe from uh, from Russia to Germany. Right. 
and they said, the Russians said this morning, who cares what the president says or does? We're building it anyway. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. The, the point well, they, keep the in point mind, they, they've been building this thing for five years, so they're almost done, you know, with this this pipeline. Yeah, well, why would the British, why in secrecy does he sign sanctions that nobody reports on any TV station? Because he doesn't, in, he doesn't intend to enforce the sanctions. He just wants to have something to say he did the sanctions, not yeah, that he's going to enforce just, them, right? Yeah, well, that's just like he wanted the investigations to be in announced on cnn but they didn't have to get done remember yep, yep. tony give me your have final a, give me your final point day. all right thank hey. you man i'll talk to Good. you soon all right great thank you uh i think it's uh john in lockport all right john how are you doing out there hey nathan all right good to hear from you yeah, and merry uh, christmas if i don't say it before the end of the yeah, program right. you too <laughs> yeah you know um <laughs> we're talking about impeachment of trump but you know, I, I got to do is go back to the two previous Republican presidents, and, and both of them should have been impeached. I mean, uh, Reagan, uh, over the Iran-Contra affair, the arms for hostages deal, uh, that went right to the end of his his uh, term, his final term in office. And uh, the, the fall guys were Oliver North and, and Poindexter. And uh, that uh, that carried over into uh, George Bush Sr.'s uh, term. Uh, presidency when he started out and uh he was really worried about it because he was part of that george senior right and the guy that the guy that bailed him out was the attorney general at the time because the attorney general at the time said just pardon north and point dexter yep. and this whole thing will go away yep. and it did it did yep. and you know who that ag was the attorney general His name was Barr. Yep. same guy is today the George Bush uh, based his assault on Iraq, where he killed what? How many people died? Hundreds of thousands of people. Exactly. It never have happened because hundreds of thousands. Based on a lie, right. the the um, the weapons of mass destruction never existed, and there were no terrorists in Iraq. And uh, he invades Iraq for no good reason. He, you know, you, you could call him a war criminal. Uh, he should have been impeached for that. Yep. Uh, the, you know, uh, there's just so many things here that were overlooked. Uh, so what Saddam was saying was at least con- holding the peace in that area of the, of the world. And uh, as soon as he was uh, defeated, all of a sudden all hell broke loose. So, and, uh, you know, so I, I, th- I think that, that both of those guys, should, at least the idea of peach- impeachment should have been brought up with both of them. Right. And in very good cases. The only reason that they wouldn't impeach Reagan is too popular. You can right. imagine what would I, I, I just you know. want people to understand that, that, you know, they keep trying to pretend that there wasn't enough concrete first-person evidence of the cr- criminality of the Trump administration that has gone on. What I'm saying is that according to the Federal Election Commission, it states that it is illegal for you to either ask for help, solicit help, uh, uh, accept help, receive help from a foreign national with relation to a U.S. election, that is illegal. And there's no way you can say that that has not occurred because you have him on tape, on video, saying, China, you need to be going and in, in investigating Biden too. Ukraine, you should be doing this too, you know, and so on. 
<coughs> you have it on tape, videotape, this man actually violating federal election law. So the issue of uh, uh, proof, it's, it's manifest, you know, and it, it's right. just difficult to understand how that gets, you know, glossed over in all it's of right our... Of, it's, it's right out of 1984, out of George Orwell's 1984. Yep, yep. It, it is, yeah. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you. You have a, right. um, a Merry Christmas. I know y'all, you, some people do Happy Holidays, but I just do Merry Christmas. <laughs> and, and, and a Happy New Year. And uh, it, Donald Trump is the one who's waging war on Christmas because he's waging war on morality. But we'll talk about that as we go along. Let's take our first break, and then we'll grab, uh, I think it'll be Bill and Chitawaga and then Franks. If you all stick with us, we will sit inside of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an addition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. You're a small business owner, and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored tech solutions, like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus thousands of top-brand electronics, accessories, and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call 877-BY-DELL to speak with an advisor today. That's 877-BY-DELL. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt, ESPN Well, here we are. President Trump has been impeached. You know, 
the serial racist criminal who's already cheated in one election, obstructed justice in the investigation of that election, used his office to enrich himself, solicited bribes, inflicted human rights abuses on migrant families, been accused of sexual assault, had six close associates indicted or jailed. Do you remember that guy? No, you know, the guy who almost definitely committed tax fraud, admitted he broke the law by misusing his personal charity to help his campaign, began his presidency by settling a fraud lawsuit over his scam university, orchestrated an extortion scheme to cheat in the 2020 election, tried to cover it up, got caught, obstructed Congress, directed an illegal scheme to pay hush money to cover up an affair, and drove his golf cart onto the green. <laughs> yeah, that guy. And yet... Republicans are still pretending to be surprised that there are people who take issue with President Trump. This is like one of those news stories where a guy gets arrested for being a serial killer for 40 years and reporters go to his neighbors and ask, did you suspect anything? And they say, well, one time I saw him with a chainsaw wearing a hockey mask, but I just assumed he was a lumberjack who played in the NHL. <laughs> now, as we tape this, we're expecting the actual final vote to impeach Donald Trump to happen any minute now. I mean, like, right after we tape this. And because we're taping... Right before the vote, that means we don't have video of the actual moment Trump was impeached. So as a placeholder, we'd like to show you the second most embarrassing thing to happen to Donald Trump. This clip of him getting on Air Force One with toilet paper <laughs> stuck to his shoe. Because, much like the toilet paper, impeachment will follow Trump wherever he goes. In fact, I hope they put the toilet paper in the Smithsonian next to the articles of impeachment. Now, after a series of procedural votes in the House this morning, there were hours of debate on the actual articles themselves. And to give you an idea of the contrast between the two sides, here's a sampling of some of the pro-impeachment speeches during the floor debate. It is tragic that the president's reckless actions make impeachment necessary. He gave us no choice. President Trump has demonstrated a clear pattern of wrongdoing. No one in America could do what Donald Trump did and get away with it. And it is our duty to impeach him. No president may cheat the people by working with foreign governments to steal from us a free and fair election. He solicited foreign interference before. He is doing it now, and he will do it again. The president is the smoking gun. It's true. Trump broke the law in plain sight and admitted it. He is the smoking gun. It's like if the cop showed up to the crime scene and there was Trump holding a gun with his name on it and a piece of toilet paper on the ground with his shoe print. <laughs> now, compare those speeches presenting evidence of Trump's impeachable offenses to the whiny rambling of the Republicans. I strongly oppose the articles before us today, and I hope that we will finally move past this nightmare. The matter before the House today is based solely on a fundamental hatred of our president. It's a sham, a witch hunt, and it's tantamount to a coup. He's rebuilding our military. He helped create the Space Force. We tied up the Intelligence Committee. We tied up the Judiciary Committee. And, oh, by the way, the Ways and Means Committee had to give up their room. They couldn't even meet while you were doing all of this. They want to take away my vote and throw it in the trash. They want to take away my president. I believe the Democrats are tearing this country apart. They're tearing families apart. First of all, it is rich to accuse Democrats of tearing families apart to defend a president who is literally tearing families apart. Second, second, they all sound like bratty teens yelling at their parents, stop coming in my room, you're tearing this family apart, I have to build my Lego Space Force. <laughs> that is so clear and so rich. Let me get to our callers first. <laughs> We'll build on it. Let's get Bill and Chitawaga. Bill, how you doing out there? 
Hi, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> and those Democrats, though, you got to really thank them for uh, what they've done recently. They've allowed Trump to um, have more money than in 2018 for his military. Yeah. Uh, and they've allowed him money for the wall uh, to build that out of the military funds. And they voted against a, a provision that uh, Trump would have to consult with Congress before he increased hostilities with Iran. And they gave him uh, the ability to have his space force. And I think they should probably call, uh, they don't know what to call this, this thing, but uh, you probably <laughs> call every member of Congress and Trump, they should make them honorary space cadets. Or Jedis. And, uh, Just make them all Jedis. <laughs> if, you know, if only we had, uh, you know, like an independent progressive, maybe they could point uh, the way back to uh, a progressive agenda for the Democrats. You know, maybe somebody who was for Medicare for all. You know, people say uh, stop the BS, but I think uh, B- more BS is exactly what yeah. we need. I do want to give the Democrats a little bit of room on this because they were in a situation where you've got Trump completely under the gun and holding all of the cards. If the Democrats didn't work out something where a budget resolution would get passed to keep a government going, you would have seen a shutdown of your Head Start programs, a shutdown of parts of uh, food stamps, uh, the SNAP uh, SNAP program, uh, and a whole range of things that would have been very destructive for the country. So they made a, uh, I don't want to call it a cynical, you know, uh, decision. I, I, I guess they decided it was a, the most, the, the the best they could do under the circumstances to keep all of the wheels on 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 the, on the bus uh, as we go forward. Uh, I know you could be right, but it just you know it, they control Congress. You'd think that. Uh, well, they only they control, control one branch of of Congress. They only control the House. Right, the House. So when they send stuff to the Senate. They have almost 300 bills that they have passed since uh, January of this year that have gone to the Senate that are still sitting in a wastebasket, you know, on the bottom floor of the Senate. They've not gone anywhere. Uh, So you can't even get a debate on these bills on the floor of the Senate, let alone get the president to make a decision whether he's going to sign or veto uh, those those uh, those bills. So that's the situation that the Democrats found themselves in. So the Republicans wanted to keep government open. The Democrats wanted to keep government open. But the Republicans hold the cards because it's not only their will, it's also Trump's will that has to be uh, pushed through in order to get uh, uh, these provisions passed. So they did what they felt was the best they could do under the circumstances. Hopefully, when we get through 2020, we'll get different people in the Senate We'll get more people that are progressive in the House of Representatives, and hopefully we'll get a different president who will be less caustic, you know, and uh, less divisive than the president that we have right now. Well, you made some good points, but uh, it's frustrating. I know. I feel you, too. Okay. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Merry Christmas to you. Let's get Frank. Frank, how you doing out there? And what's going on with your girl, T- T- Tulsi uh, uh, Gabbard? I didn't understand why she only voted president a present rather uh during the uh the the vote on the uh two articles of impeachment well she's not ready to follow a bunch of hypocrites that's why uh you know uh, uh first of all let me say merry christmas thank you and uh congrats to the uv bulls for their bowl victory didn't they do well they look good yes. <laughs> And uh, I want to send a shout out to uh, the uh, Pine Avenue City Market Christmas Carolers. Uh huh. You know, 
for their rendition of that Western New York holiday standard. All I want for Christmas is to beat the Patriots. <laughs> well, they should be they should be doing that same thing, not just on Pine Avenue. They should be doing that on Main Street in Buffalo as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nathan, if you remember last week, I did a rundown on how bad Trump and his Republican cult really are. Uh-huh. Uh, this week, I'd like to give you my political rant that got me banned from social media. <laughs> Just don't swear, and you're good to go. Okay. No, 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 no swearing. You know, apparently the rich chumps that who run Twitter, Facebook, Google, etc. You know, they love the establishment and the status quo so much they they're willing to take away the First Amendment rights of anyone who thinks outside the box. Yeah. You know, on this side, Nathan, you have the establishment corporate Democrats, and the last caller was right, the half-measures crowd who don't know how to fight against the loud conservative media propaganda. And they, they form a, a circular firing squad for their own Democratic base. Now, follow me. You know, Trump is a maniac, traitor, criminal who must be impeached. You know, a few hours later, 188 Democrats in the House vote on the NDAA to give Trump an overblown military budget, relax clean water standards for military bases, money for the wall of hate, and a Trump space force. I mean, you, you think any of this diminished the impeachment de- debate? And, and then they, they and then they sent him. They, then they sent him an invitation. They sent him an invitation <laughs> to be the uh, uh, speaker uh, for the State of the Union address on I think it's February fourth. Uh, so. <laughs> Well, especially after the, the Afghanistan papers were released before all this. Yep. You, you know, come on. This, this doesn't sound like resistance to me. Establishment Democrats, they give Trump more than what he wants. Uh, you know, the best example of this is when our own Senator Chuck Schumer fast-tracked Trump lifetime appointment judges who are right. already legislating from the bench. Yep. And all anybody is talking about is impeachment while behind the scenes the Trump-Pence administration cuts food stamps for millions, including families of soldiers serving overseas. You know, um, you know and, and the expert pundits to give their breathless comments, the GOP Congress, House, and Senate violate their sworn oaths. You know, and, and then... Uh, what the corporate news calls the fringe, the real forgotten men and women of the progressive left are just begging the government to stick to the vital issues, Nathan. Yep. Yep. I feel you. I feel you. It, it seems like there's just no way out of the darkness. The people that you feel are supposed to be on your side that could help you, they seem to be so uh, focused on being practical, if, if that's the right word, uh, or pragmatic, rather, you know, to be the, if, if that's the right word, that they don't fight for principle. They fight for, you know, just a little bit of this in 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 a trade off for a little bit of that, but they don't really fight for principle. So it makes it hard for well, them to be coherent, you know, for Nathan, especially for people like you. The way of out of the darkness is Sanders Gabbard, twenty twenty. I'm telling you, they'll beat Trump. They'll get back to the vital issues. And and they'll heal America. Thank you. All right. I appreciate you, Frank. Thanks, man. So listen, let me 
Yep. So uh, we got some open lines right now, by the way. So 803-1520. That's 803-1520 if you want to call in and join the discussion. Let me just kind of set the stage a little bit on this uh, uh, impeachment protocol. The Senate rules of procedure currently in force. These are the rules that were voted on in the last uh, impeachment uh, protocol with Bill Clinton explicitly provide that the chief justice shall preside over the trial and that it is the presiding officer who shall direct all forms of the proceedings that he may rule on all questions of evidence, including but not limited to questions of relevancy, materiality and redundancy of of evidence. It appears that Mitch McConnell thinks that he can push past that and he can he he can uh, uh, rewrite the rules for impeachment in whatever way he wants. I'm not sure that that's the case. There is a 24-hour window from the point that the articles of impeachment are received by the Senate, a 24-hour point uh, during which rules can be changed. After that 24-hour point, those rules can't be changed except by a vote that has to be uh, 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 authorized by the presiding uh, officer, which would be uh, Chief Justice John Roberts. But we have a caller. uh, We have Ron. Yep, let me get Ron real quick. Ron, how are you doing out there? Okay, happy holidays. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to say, yeah, I know, Happy uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and then the two other ones that I can't pronounce for the Muslims and the Hindus. Uh, Hanukkah. I mean, I mean, that's why I, I Ramadan, rather, right? why people get so offended if you try to acknowledge. In other words, is simply acknowledging somebody else's belief, is that somehow being anti-American nowadays? Right, right, I don't know, right. but I'm... That's what I, the Fox News people keep talking about that all the time. Uh, anyway. Well, they're defining religion as their version of uh, essentially Protestant Christian religion, or maybe Protestant and Catholic well, uh, yeah. Christian religion. But I mean, simply acknowledging, is it, we come to the point now where, in their opinion, acknowledging the existence of other belief structures by saying happy holiday is somehow some gross violation? I don't right. understand that right. one at all. I'm sorry. That's just a I, scam that Donald Trump and his people are running to try to hurt. Right. They're just trying to hurt us. That was George Bush's thing, too, you know, trying to hurt well, us. Yeah. Right. Except that, that, that's, that idea started back with Bill O'Reilly's war on Christmas back in God knows when, 2005 yep. or something. Yep. That's when that really got, and everybody's getting mad now because you just dare say happy holiday. You know, like the, the, a lot of the, uh, uh, the the commercials say happy holiday, and somehow that's supposed to be evil or anti-American now or subversive right. somehow. See, so you're, a rev- you're a revolutionary if you're doing that, but, you, yeah. but in that way you don't have to be responsible for seeing to it that all of our public school kids get a quality education, you yeah. know, that yeah. we have affordable housing. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, that the Constitution says that after the our bill of impeachment are uh, s- said that the Senate shall act as an impartial jury. That's what it says. Now, uh, I wonder if the thing they're withholding this impeachment uh, articles now. Can uh, I mean? I wonder if it would be politically advantageous to sue. The Senate, because they've already got McConnell and Grassley and one of the other senators over there saying that they are going to coordinate the Senate trial with the White House. That's like saying you have a jury and the foreman of the jury exactly. is, is cavorting with the mob lawyer to get the mob guy off. Right. Now, uh, is there a legal uh, could you Could you 
you know, it's so uncharted. I wonder if they, if they could uh, try to make a case in court that anybody who said something like that should recuse themselves, should not be on, you know, be able to vote for uh, either uh, against or for uh, the the articles of impeachment. I, I don't know how that would work, but it seems to me this is a, a horrific mockery of the whole situation. That, that, there. That's absolutely right, Ron. Now, the the proviso, pro, the proviso in the Constitution is that. The presiding officer who under impeachment shifts from being the vice president of the uh, uh, who presides over the Senate to the chief justice presides over the Senate. And that chief justice has the right to rule on any uh, uh, procedural changes that want to be made by uh, Mitch McConnell, by by the majority leader. But there's a lot of gray area in there in terms of. Uh, how that might go, especially because the articles of impeachment were not sent over in 24 hours, which is what the law actually calls for. Well, because, yeah, the thing is, uh, yeah, there's nothing saying exactly how, how that's specified. In other words, what can the Senate leader do and the Senate, the leaders of the Senate, uh, with respect to uh, establishing the rule and what the, what does this, the uh, Chief Justice have a veto part? In other words, if they simply say, well, this is going to be the trial, we're going to have a straight up and down vote, uh, if they can't get the 67 votes, it's over, can the uh, Chief Justice, does he have any leverage? I, don't, I haven't seen that there's any real definition there. It's like uh, if you get a hostile, if you get a whole Senate leadership that's hostile to the process, is there any remedy for that? So the only remedy would be that the uh, uh, Chief Justice, who is the presiding officer, can rule on uh, a a procedural change that Mitch McConnell may want to make. Uh, The the rules are actually set or are voted on or or, or, excuse me, are decided by the the, the presiding uh, justice. But the uh, Senate can have a majority vote to change a procedure. So they have two processes. You can have a 100 percent, what they call a unanimous uh, vote, that would automatically change a procedure, whatever the uh, uh, chief justice says, that would not, of of course, occur. Or you can have a majority vote, which then has to be uh, ratified by the uh, chief justice. If it's not ratified by the chief justice, it would have to go back to a supermajority vote uh, in the Senate. So there seems to be some, some, some controls in that, but it's really hard to understand it the way, at least... The, the stuff that I'm written. If you look at an article written by Bruce Ackerman, um, this was, it's called Who's Really in Charge of the Senate Impeachment Trial? It was in Slate Magazine on December 17th uh, of this year. If you take a look at that article, they give a pretty decent rundown on what these procedures are. Uh, it's it's not as clear cut as you would like it to be. There does, there does appear to be some uh, controls that the chief justice has. My problem is that I don't trust the chief justice. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's the thing, too. Uh, but uh, it just seems that that that's such a, a murky area there. That uh, uh, This idea that uh, the impartial, that's what gives me, the impartial, the Senate shall act as an impartial jury. It, that these guys are... They're openly saying we're not impartial. Right. We're going to we're going to support the president and get this done real quick. Right. They're uh, here to prove the acquittal. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That just seems so out of out of whack there, as far as that goes. So. Yep. I don't know. Been <laughs> <laughs> a little bit on the light side here. Sure. I've been wondering this, and I never had the nerve to ask. If it's this festive time of year, uh, 
on both on this show and on your website, the CAO website, uh-huh. you always go as L. Nathan Hare. Yep. Is, is your first name so bad that you don't want anybody to know what it is? <laughs> well, my first name is my father's name, but my mother never called me by that name. She called me oh. by my middle name. And she died when I was nine, and I just it just became my way that I always used the name that she gave me. It was my sort of kinship thing with her. But the, the L actually stands for Leon. What does it stand for? stands for Leon, L-E-O-N. Oh, L-E-O-A? Oh, L-E-O-N. Leo, oh, Leo, Leo, okay, I see. Okay, I just get curious. <laughs> People often ask that question. Alrighty, <laughs> thanks, man. All right. All right, let's take our our last break, and then we'll get back to uh, Glenn and Buffalo. If y'all stick with us, we will see you on the other side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. Know you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When you live and play in Western New York, there are perks. So before you stop out to your favorite local businesses, stop in to GetMyPerks.com and save on your favorite restaurants, shops, and services. Get Buffalo's best prime steaks and fresh seafood at Buffalo Chop House. It's all half off with $50 gift cards for just $25. That's a 50% savings at Buffalo Chop House. Only from GetMyPerks. Details at GetMyPerks.com. Remember, the perks to living in Western New York are just a few clicks away at GetMyPerks.com. Want to take more of your favorite music, news, sports, and podcasts with you on the go? Download the free Radio.com app today on your phone or connected device. Or listen on your smart speaker anytime, anywhere. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 Watt ESPN 1520.
Christmas. And of course, Christmas is a religious ceremony, and we celebrate those people who feel it religiously. And for those of you who just feel it as a time of a year, it's good time for you know for you as well, right? So let's not get all let's not all get hung up on on, on nonsense. It's Merry Christmas. It's Happy New Year's. It's Happy Holiday Season for those of you that don't feel any of that. Uh, I just wanted to quickly mention to us that these rules regarding the impeachment requiring the House to immediately present its articles of impeachment to the Senate, which shall at one o'clock afternoon of the day following or or the uh, Sunday accepted following such presentation, continue in session from day to day until final judgment be rendered. This means that once the House presents its article articles to the Senate, McConnell has less than 24 hours to change the rules in any way they can win a a Senate majority, since at that point, the current rules command that the chief justice shall be administered the oath to do impartial justice and shall preside over the Senate during the trial of the person impeached. Now, I just want you to feel that because Mitch McConnell has basically said this is not going to be an impartial trial. This is going to be a a rigged trial, <laughs> and they have to swear an oath saying that they will be impartial jurors. And Mitch McConnell has already said, "I'm not impartial. This is not a, an impartial proceeding," and that his in, his entire focus is ensuring the president's acquittal. So we have an oxymoronic situation, you know, going on here. And right, and of course, they call Mitch McConnell a patriot, even though what he's saying. Uh, seems, at least on the surface, to be somewhat treasonous. But we have uh, uh, Glenn, and then we have, uh, I believe it's Mark, and then we have Kevin. Uh, so let me get Glenn on first and get his thoughts. Glenn, you're a new caller. How you doing out there? Good, real good. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, dude. S- same to you. I just have one you know, statement. Um, you get, everybody I've been listening to lately has been talking about the impeachment in the Senate. Nobody's uh, talking about how Schiff is being sued for illegally getting um, subpoenas for all these people. And uh, it was just a witch hunt against Trump, and nobody's talking about that. So how is Schiff being sued for getting subpoenas on people? Because he, he um, I'm not sure exactly the whole uh, law, but he is getting sued because he got the FBI involved more into after they knew there was nothing on Trump. He kept going after Trump. And I don't know exactly what the law is, but well, I, just I, saw I, I, can, I can tell you, Glenn, that, you know, if somebody did attack, I mean, people issue lawsuits all the time. But just because you issue a lawsuit doesn't mean that you're issuing the lawsuit is legitimate. And so right. that's and something when that's... You impeach, when you impeach a president, it doesn't mean it's legitimate. But it's not... It's not his, Schiff did not impeach the president. Schiff launched an investigation as the head of the the uh, uh, House Judiciary Committee. That's his job to oversee the executive branch of government. He saw right. things that he thought were wrong, that were illegal, and so he began. Think, he, no, no, Trump, Trump, Trump admitted to these things. He, we're not talking about something that was not a uh, 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 clear. Trump admitted to these things. We have Trump on tape asking for foreign help uh, uh, for, for his election. So that's not in question. 
Schiff went through the process of getting evidence uh, or at least understanding what was going on. You can't sue the, the, the or you can't succeed in suing the chair of the Judiciary Committee for doing the oversight that is the job of the chair of the, of the Judiciary Committee. That's his job. Well, no, that's what they're suing for. They're suing for because he went to the FBI and he's, when he, he had absolutely nothing on him, he kept subpoenaing people. According to what I, see, I'm but, not sure but about you, the law. You, you're asserting that he had nothing on him. And what I'm saying that, to you is he must have believed that he had something that was the basis for him looking for witnesses. In other words, he wasn't asking for witnesses to make stuff up. He right. was asking for witnesses to the things that he thought were occurring where there were people who would logically have been witnesses to that right. thing occurring if the, it really occurred. So okay, he went to those that, people, right, and he asked those people as, to testify. As soon as Trump got in the office, they were saying they're going to have impeached. So you're saying this whole thing, I mean, ever since he's been in okay, office. Okay, see, see office, huh? you, you're doing what people often do. You, you start out with one point, and when you don't see your point going the way you want, you change to a completely different point. The issue of whether or not people wanted to see Trump impeached from the day before he announced that he was coming down the escalator, that's a completely different issue. And there's nothing legal or not legal. That's just people's opinions. The legal or not legal is, did Trump violate election law? Did Trump violate the emollients clause? Did Trump actually act as an and violate the constitution of the country? Did he act as an agent of a foreign country? Those kinds of things are what is before the judiciary and the House Foreign Affairs Committee and the House Intelligence Committee. That's what was before them. And they're investigating those things. Now, if you, if you take the position that what they came up with doesn't rise to the level of proof for you, then that's your opinion, and you have a right, right. to that opinion, okay? Right. And so that's fine. But you can't right. say that other people who don't agree with you, who think that what they've seen does rise to proof, you can't call them traitors or call them, like, horrible never, people I, and whatnot. I never call them. I never no, call I, them I'm traitors. Just, I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying, but, you, but you're, you're acting as if the, the, the position that you're taking is the concrete only foundational position there are other people that have concrete foundational positions that have evidence that supports their view. In my opinion, yep. it wasn't proven to the point where um, you can impeach him. It was it was a lot of hearsay. It was like this person said, but when they when they asked that one guy, he goes, "Nobody on this earth actually told me this. It's hearsay." Right. Well, how That's do you impeach, that, how can you impeach a, pers- a president on hearsay? But you're talking based on what one guy said was said to him. Other guys said, yes, he said, Gordon Gon- uh, 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 Sondland said it was, he, he actually declared this. You know, if you're asking me what actually went down, it was quid pro quo. He said those exact words. Now, that's your opinion now. No, 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 that's not my opinion. That's what he that's said. That, that, he, no. he even, sir, happened. sir, sir, that's what he testified to. That's not my opinion. That's what he testified to. Those are his exact words. So now he could be wrong. And I mean, just because somebody, right? Just because somebody testifies doesn't mean that they're telling you the truth. It just means they testified, right? That's his so, opinion. So, so he didn't give no. He didn't give his opinion. He said this is what was said no, to him. That was his opinion. That was pro. 
Okay, but whatever whatever way we say that, my, my, my only point is that there are a lot of people that were deposed. There were a lot of people, uh, Maria uh, Ivanovich, or, or Ivanovic, uh, she was driven out of her job on the claim that she was somehow a part of the corruption in the U- Ukraine when she was the one who had been pushing to eliminate corruption in, in the Ukraine. It was her work that got Ukraine certified by the U.S. government, by Trump's own appointees, twice between May 23rd and July 25th, certified twice that uh, Ukraine had sufficiently overcome its corruption issues that they deserved to get the money that the U.S. had had, had committed to them. And then it was recertified again uh, in the week of August the 3rd. Yet Trump was claiming that he was uh, holding off on this money because he wanted to get an investigation into the corruption in the Ukraine, something that had already been investigated and they had already overcome enough of it twice that uh, the U.S. certified, his own appointees certified that uh, the Ukraine had met that standard. So I, I just think that that's real important. But thanks, Glenn. I appreciate your call. Hopefully you'll call back uh, next week. Um, who who, who did, I, did I miss somebody? Uh, Mark? Mark? Oh, yeah. Okay, Mark. Mark, I'm sorry. How are you doing, now, Mark? <laughs> How are you doing, Mark? Nathan. Yes, sir. You see, I get a little bit bent out of shape sometimes, but you forgive me, okay? <laughs> I'd I just like to uh, 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 um, uh, repeat a proven fact. Uh, Fox News, the more you listen, the less you know. <laughs> and that's been proven by studies. <laughs> It, it, they definitely try to drive down knowledge and replace knowledge with ideology. So, that's for sure. So that, that's been proven by studies, and you can look it up. Yep. The, the dumber you become. <laughs> and um, I wanted to, and this is not me, this is Scaramucci. He's waiting for the kangaroo court acquittal. Oh, yeah, our, our guy. Yeah, a Republican. He says it's going to be a kangaroo court acquittal if it happens. That's what's going to happen. Listen, man, I got to run. I got to get another call in before we get to the end of this hour. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Let me get other John quickly. And we only got about two minutes left in the program. Other John, how are you doing out there? Pretty well. Merry Christmas before I forget. All right. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Okay. A couple things. First, uh, we have Moscow Mitch claiming he's already uh, made up his mind. He is not going to consider the evidence. Yeah. And at the same time, he is going to be taking an oath administered by Chief Justice Roberts. Right. So that would mean that he would commit perjury immediately exactly. to Chief Justice Roberts. And what would be interesting is who is going to arrest him for perjury? Right. right. Chief Justice Roberts could. Right. A case could be made for that. And Maybe it, the U.S. Marshals could do it. <laughs> well, that's true, but somebody has to instruct the U.S. Marshals. But right. I think what to get around that, the only the only way out of it for him is to recuse himself. Yep. But he's that's not going to do that. Well, he's not going to do that. But then the uh, but then the Chuck Schumers of, of of the world have to have to push for perjury charges. We're going to be in a really crazy quasi legal world because of all of this stuff that you just said. That this is going to be very hard for us to get through. Right. And, and also, I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, an elect, the female election uh, supervisor that mentioned the uh, thing I've been Ms. railing Ms. about. Where right. It, it was illegal to even solicit. Right. That's Ellen Ellen Weintraub. Solicit. Right. Right. But anyway, that's my two cents for this week. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. 
Who am I missing? Do I have enough time? Okay, Kevin, real quick. We only got about a minute. Merry Christmas, man. Thank yeah, you, my hey, brother. Look, Merry Christmas play, to you. I know you always play tracks, and I think for comedic relief, you play tracks from the late night shows, supporters of the yes. Democratic Party and stuff. That's right. But yes. listen. Even, they they, even they weren't true. They weren't true yeah. statements. We just made them I up. I know it's true. It's true. Well, that's right. But even Saturday Night Live was saying, thanks, Democrats, for handing Trump the election next year. But anyway, Merry Christmas, <laughs> that's the... <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. I can't get John in Rochester. I appreciate you, John. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Go Buffalo. We look forward to talking to you next week. And thank all of you for listening to us and, and uh, supporting us. Merry Christmas. Have a safe, safe holiday. Learn how to love one another. Embrace one another and embrace different opinions. It's okay. We just want to stay Americans. We'll see you all next week. been listening to think again with l nathan hare sponsored by the community action organization of erie county be sure to tune in again next week at the same time for more think again